All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast brought to you by iFilm Cinema. Cinema for everyone. As you know, this podcast is available to you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, so, uh, I think, I don't, so I had Anthony on last episode. Then the episode before that, I did it by myself. The episode before that, I had Anthony on. The episode before that, I had Aaron on. And the episode before that, I was by myself. The person I have today, he's been on one episode. I don't remember exactly which episode it was. I know it was in the hundreds, I think. Maybe. But it's Colton Thompson. That's me. I'm here. Thanks for having me again, Aaron. Yep, yep. Colton's back. Um, he's obviously not here. Um, well, not obviously not here. But, uh, yeah, he, he no longer lives in a, in this area. I don't. I moved down to the great city of San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in San Antonio? I am a news photographer here, and uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I went to, to college at Texas State. I uh, had a sports uh, media internship down here, and I've been wanting to make it down here ever since. And uh, I was luckily able, 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 able to do that. And uh, I'm really enjoying my time down here. So yeah, yeah, it's been uh, good times. And San and good old San Antonio. Um, John, my brother John John lives there. So I think it's it's only natural, Aaron, for me to move to San Antonio. Exactly. Well, there's only one of two places. If I were going to move anywhere, you know, near my brothers, one of them would be what is San Antonio like 500 miles away. Uh, 300, 350. 350, and then the other one is 1,500. So uh, those are the only two options I got. Or I could split the difference. John John stayed central. Matthew moved Pacific. The only way to to go Atlantic. The only way I could even, you know, you know, split it up equally would would be for me to go Eastern. Yep. And, you know. Head over to that that New York area, but uh, that's a long journey, and I don't know if I want to do that or not. It's a long trip, and then I'd have to fly back for like family stuff. That's just no fun. No one wants to do that. I had I doubt I'll I'm not gonna see Matthew in this part of Texas for like 17 years. Yeah, well, that's that's just how life goes sometimes. But hey, I think San Antonio, at least you know, when in terms of Grayson County, it's in that sweet spot. It's not too long of a drive; it's about five hours or so, five and a half, uh, depending on what time you leave, I guess. But uh, but it's not; it's just long enough too to be, uh, you know, a good ways away to where you have your own space and you have your own home, own life down here and all that. So I think it's uh, close enough. But long enough as well. I think it's a pretty good, good sweet spot. That makes sense. That makes sense. But, um, you know, I haven't, I obviously, I've been back from Los Angeles for a while. But, uh, Colt, I mean, Kyler, he's never been. But you have. Uh, seven or eight times, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, were, uh, you were excited for my journey to the, uh, to that western part of the United States. That west, that west coast. Of course, yeah. it's it's the best coast, and uh, that's debatable. My, but okay, 
Yeah, well, it's <laughs> sure. Of course, it's debatable, but that's just my opinion. It is the best coast, and uh, it's very easy for me to get out there. My sister lives out there, so that is why it's not like I uh, I have the money to do that seven or eight times within seven or eight years. But uh, having a free place to stay uh, helps that out a lot, and uh, and having someone who knows the area uh, in and out, uh, you know is uh, a huge benefit so that's why uh, i do think it's the best coast probably because if i went if i go anywhere else i have to rely on google i have to rely on yeah basically the just the internet just be like okay where should i go but having someone who's lived there for over 10 years they know the spots that probably won't show up on your first google search so i've been able to go through places that might not be super touristy but you know, might not as many people might not know about it. Uh, means, you know, some more, uh, some better instances, some better experiences uh, throughout the city. So that's why I've really enjoyed my time out there. Yeah, that makes sense. I I did not have that resource because I went out there to see Matthew, my brother who lives out there, one week after he moved out there. So um, I'm almost positive I've toured, like you know, went around more parts of Los Angeles than Matthew has. Yeah, for sure. Which is strange to say, because I was only out there for five days, six days. Mm-hmm. Got to drive down to Huntington Beach, and, um, you know, that was new for you. You had never been down there. You are the one that told no, me to I go always... to, uh, what is it, Marina Del Mar State Beach? Yeah, uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just got up there off a quick Google search, and it's like, oh, that looks cool. You should go there. You're only like 10 minutes away. You did. And from your uh, pictures and and uh, from FaceTiming you there, it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, it was very it was very nice. I liked it out there. I'm big. I'm uh didn't think I would be such a big fan of the West Coast, but I am. I I am. That place is a uh, it's a magical area. That's a way to put it. I guess I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, only thing you missed was some sporting events. I really wish you would have gone to, to a Dodger game. Yo, but, the uh, Angels and Dodgers weren't playing in L.A. the one the six days I was there. I thought they had one game. They had the ga- they had a game the day I left. The Angels oh. did. They had a game the day I left, and I left early that morning. And they played the like the two o'clock game. Mm-hmm. And my flight out was at like seven a.m. So. Well, sometimes things happen like that, but you need to go out during basketball season and go to go to Staples. I think I will be there sometime during basketball season. I know my dad's planning on going out there to see him, so I might just bum a ride with him. He's not a big fan of flying, so he'll probably drive, which, you know, that's cool. I'd much prefer no, it's to fly. Not- <laughs> it is not cool. That is a, that is a, that, that's a very long drive. And uh, count me out. Uh, ch- tickets to L.A. are cheap. You can always, as long as you plan it in advance. I've gotten tickets round trip as low as one hundred fifty dollars, and that's e- or one hundred fifty to two hundred, and uh, that's on American. That's not even Spirit or Frontier. Yep. Uh, you can you can get good deals. So uh, if uh, if anyone was like, oh, I don't want to fly, I'm going to drive. But like, all right, I'll meet you there. I'm not driving. Like, I mean, there's just no way. I'll, I'm, I'm not. I'll ride. I don't have to pay for it. I'm not. I'm just gonna hit bum a ride. 
I'm not I'm not paying for no gas or anything. But yes, I agree, 100% agree with you. I'd much prefer to, much much prefer to fly. Um, it's like a 17 hour drive. Even though that my flight to my flight to LA sucked, like it was butt cheeks. Uh, flight back though was really, really nice. I guess. Um, yeah, flight there was. I Kyle, so uh, for people that know, I think Colton, you know, Kyler went to, you know, pilot school for a you know extended period of t- period of time, and anytime I'm any I'm and you know around a plane or if I'm on a plane with Kyler or about to take a plane somewhere, I uh, always talk to Kyler for his insight on plane knowledge, and uh, it didn't. I don't know if I told you this or not, but. On the way, so before, like two to three days before uh, I flew out to L.A., uh, Kyler called me, and we were talking about how we were going to do the podcast and stuff, and uh, he was like, what type of plane are you on on the way there? So if you go to the American Airlines app, when you have a flight booked, it'll tell you what type of plane you're going to be on, obviously, and uh, on the way there, we were on a 737, which is like pretty it's a standard plane and he was like oh, okay cool and uh he goes what type of plane are you on on the way back and i was like yo the plane on the way back is a, one of those giant ones because normally i'm on a plane with you know two rows of three seats one aisle in between like that's pretty i think that's standard um on the way back i noticed on the seating map chart that i was on a plane with three rows of three seats and one extra cabin in the back of more seats like that. And I was like, yo, this plane is huge. And he goes, what kind of, what kind of plane is it? And I was like, it's a seven, seven ninety seven or something like that. Seven eighty seven. And Kyler's first reaction when I said that was, Oh, and I was like, Oh, I don't want to, <laughs> that's not <laughs> what I want. That's not what I want to hear. Why'd you say? Ooh. And uh, he goes, uh, he goes, they had some problems with those newer planes. They're like autopilot, whatever to make the plane like glide on autopilot and whenever it get you know wind hits it for it to balance out they had problems with planes misreading that information and just start nose diving and i was like oh cool sounds sounds fucking great can't wait to nose dive out of the sky in a giant thing metal death trap it's gonna be fantastic then he gets on his phone and he goes what's the plane number again and i was like it's a 787 and he goes oh never mind you're good and I went, wait, hold on. What are you talking about? It was like, no, the triple sevens, the one, the double decker planes. Those are the ones they had trouble with. You're on the new Dreamliner that's been made in like past five years. You're good. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. But uh, yeah, that plane right out there, it sucked. The air conditioning was broken. I don't know if I told you that. It was no, hot. Did not. It was hot. Obviously now because of COVID, they make you wear masks. And those flight attendants, they're on your ass about it, too. Like, I would mm-hmm. take my mask down to, like, you know, catch a breath or whatever, not just so I'm not breathing in hot air on top of no air conditioner. But every single time I did it, a flight, a flight attendant was walking by going, please, sir, put your mask back on. I was like, I'm going to. I just need to breathe a little bit. So the plane right there sort of sucked. Plane ride back on that new Dreamliner plane that they made. My, that was the best flight I've ever had. It was ma- so. 
it was the plane is massive. Like there's, I was in a so I, on a, I don't know much about other airlines. I normally always fly American. I think I've flown Delta one time, but every other flight I've ever been on has been American. So you have your like main economy seats, and then you obviously have like business class, first class, but then you have like the first cabin extra, which are like not business, but they're not economy. They're like in the middle of that. So you have like more leg room, bigger seat, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was in one of those seats on the way back. And uh, it was still three seats per row. And uh, there was two other people sitting next to me. And I still had enough room in my seat to like lean back turn sideways if I wanted to, if I wanted to like rest my head on like the window area. Cause I demand a window seat. I refuse to sit in the middle or on an aisle seat. You can miss me with that bullshit. Fuck that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, there was, it was ridiculous. The, uh, I've never been on a plane that didn't hit turbulence before ever. Really? I mean, well, no, I've, I've, I mean, I've had that plenty of times. I've only, I can, most of my flights have had turbulence. See, yeah, every single one of my flights have had turbulence, except the one on the way back. The one on the way back from L.A., there was no turbulence whatsoever. The yeah. pilot, when we got, I'm assuming, I think we were some, we were entering, like, Texas airspace. We were over, like, just getting into Texas. And he was like, uh, we're about to hit a rough patch of air. You know, we're going to put our, you know, the seatbelt light came on or whatever. And, uh. He was like, yeah, we're going to hit a rough patch of air. It's going to be some pretty rough turbulence just for a couple of minutes, but everything's cool. And I was like, all right, you know, nope, I ain't got no problems. And uh, he said that, and the seatbelt thing came on, put on my seatbelt, and just sat there and waited for the plane to start to shake. And it shook for maybe half a second. Then after that, it was good. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, the... um. Yeah, no, that, the new planes, those things are crazy. And the, uh, so you know on a normal plane, you have like the window shade that you you slide up and down? Mm-hmm. On the newer one, on these new Dreamliners, it's a, it's one of those types of glass that you can like hit the button and it self-tints itself. Oh, well, that's cool. So, I've never had that. I've never seen that. So yeah, like at my window, I hit a, didn't have a little shade that I rolled up and down. It has had a button that I would hit. And it had like six different shades, seven being zero. So zero was the starter and the window was clear. And then if I hit it seven times, it would go completely dark. Like just completely dark. I don't know. It self-tinted itself. I don't know. I didn't even know they had that type of technology uh, on planes. But it was cool. But uh, off of L.A., I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast because uh, when Anthony was on on Tuesday, for some reason, I guess it just didn't get brought up. I guess I didn't know that he had watched it. Um, the TV show that's taking over America and 90 other countries. Squid Game. Oh, yeah. You are on episode eight, right? Yeah. I'm on. I'm on nine. I'm watching the season finale tonight. So okay. Unfortunately, we can't talk about everything but we can talk about most of it yep um yeah what do you think it uh 
you know, of course I had seen the hype. I had seen plenty of it on Twitter, uh, memes and everything like that. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I had a, some vague sense of, of what it was, but, uh, I was like, okay, I mean, I gotta give in, I guess I gotta, I gotta see what this is about. I knew it was, it was, uh, based in South Korea and all that South Korean show. And, uh, uh, and I just knew, you know, watching Parasite and everything. I think Parasite was maybe the first South Korean movie, you know, or form of media that I had watched like that. And of course, a great experience there getting used to watching fully subtitled movies or TV shows and everything like that, which obviously like most Americans, I think don't happen too often. And, uh, but once I started getting into it, I mean, after the first episode, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, spoilers, spoilers for, you know, just to make sure anyone listening hasn't seen it. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get into some spoilers. Yeah. I don't care if, if you have this, it's been out since, since September 17th, it's been number one on Netflix since September 17th. Yeah. If you haven't watched it or even started it yet, most likely you're not going to because you're either one a hipster and was like is just like I don't want to watch it because it's so popular or two you don't have Netflix it's just that simple so whatever yeah no the first episode I thought the you know what I actually when I started it I wasn't that into it hmm. when I started it, it I think it started off slow for me at least. And then once, uh, cause before I didn't even know the premise of it when I started it, I just know, I just knew that my dad and my brother, Matthew kept on in our group text, kept on saying how great the show was. They didn't give me any information of it. When I pull, when I pulled it up on Netflix, I didn't read the, you know, the little short bio about what it was about. I literally just hit squid game. I double tapped it instantly went into the first episode not knowing anything about the show mm-hmm. um but once i understood what the premise was like once the, he got to the uh once gihan got to the to the game or to the whatever you want to call it um i was at that point whenever i realized what was going on i was like okay this is pretty cool and then obviously yeah. after the first game of red light green light you know i was definitely definitely hooked onto it at that point well i just think the first episode is so pivotal if you're into this kind of thing which i am i you know there's some people that watch a tv show or movie and they'll just kind of keep their i don't know keep away from connecting to the characters maybe for whatever reason but i get invested i get you know but there are plenty of people that do get invested in the characters and their storylines and their lives that, that are portrayed on in the show and yeah, Jihyun or whatever. Um, I've been really bad at uh, memorizing everyone's name, uh, but uh, yeah, the main character, you know, yeah, it's Jihan, very, yeah. yeah, it's very easy to uh, sympathize with a guy like that who is just trying his best, even though he's made a lot of stupid decisions. Very. Uh, you know, he, uh, as did a lot of characters or pretty much everyone in this show. Uh, you know, whenever it shows his family, his mom, uh, you know, having diabetes and everything like that, going to the hospital, not, and then her getting out and being like, 
like, why would I do that? Like, it costs so much money. You're not, you're no help and everything. And going to see his, his ex-wife and her new husband who has, you know, who is relatively successful and not being able to provide for his daughter. There's just so much there, so much backstory that I think they framed very well. It's really easy to like him. It's really easy. Yeah. He's a very likable, a very likable guy. And who's your favorite character in the show? Um, or uh, was it? Yeah. I know. I know who you're going to say Ali. Yeah. Ali. Ali. If you're not aware, song uh, did him fucking dirty. Dude. (laughs) Man, I, uh, I I I can't even laugh about it, man. Like that was so brutal to see. Yo, uh, so this isn't going to spoil anything for you. Um, but you know the old guy? Yeah. There's a conspiracy going around that the old guy is Gihun's father. Oh. Uh, there's be uh, I was saw I just saw it on TikTok obviously, but yeah, there's a conspiracy that the old man was Gihun's dad because um you know, the old guy, he's old, he says he has cancer, all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's a part. So you remember at the beginning of the the, the series when Gihan steals his mom's credit card and he puts it in and he's like, I thought it was my birthday. Yeah. And it changed. And yeah. the old guy in the Marble episode, he goes, what's today's date? Is it the 26th? Oh, right. It was supposed to be my son's birthday. That's Gihan's birthday is the 26th. Oh. Also, oh, wow. the part where Gihun, they give him the egg and the milk, and he was like, do you have any chocolate milk? My stomach doesn't react well with normal milk. And the old guy comes up behind him, and he goes, I bet you got a lot of spankings as a kid. My son used to do the same thing. And Gihun goes, yeah, how did you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a theory. There's that kind of makes sense. There's a theory that the old man is Gihun's dad. Wow. But, That's uh, crazy. But, yeah, that, yeah, the the, Mar- the Marble Game episode Man, that that was that, that was the brutal. Just that just, was so rough. Just all the way if through. If you don't get invested in that show, fine, I get it. But if you're even a little invested and you don't have any emotion towards that episode, you're just uh, you just don't have a heart. Like it's just yeah, no, it's so brutal to watch. Uh, specifically, the three Ali. Um, my favorite, uh, so pit, my pit favorite, pocket. my favorite character is the pit pocket girl, Sang uh, Sang Biok. That's my favorite yeah. character of the show. Um, She's speak, up there for sure. No, she, number one, easy. Number two is Gihun. Three is Ali. But I understand why everyone loves Ali. Be, just Ali, just a dude, just trying to provide for his wife and newborn son. Right. Well, there's a difference, and the difference to me is Gihun is trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Not really for, you know, for his mom and his daughter. Um but also he put himself yeah, exactly. in this situation. Ali is the only one who does, who should not be there. Yep. Absolutely should not be there as we saw in his job at the factory. Yep. And this greedy greedy boss would not pay him for 6 months. Yep. And and he even lost two of his fingers working in that factory. Yep. And then his boss ended up, you know, getting his whole hand destroyed as deservedly. So, uh, but, uh, he's the only one who is so nice and so polite and yet has been taken advantage of by, uh, literally everyone. Yeah. By everyone. And, uh, 
And apparently, uh, looking into it, apparently foreign workers in South Korea, and Ali is from Pakistan, Yep. Um, he, they are treated unfairly, um, just like foreign workers are treated unfairly here. And I believe, so apparently, it's kind of a portrayal of how the entire foreign worker population in South Korea are, are really treated unfairly and uh at their work at their work and throughout society in south korea and they portrayed it pretty well because he was the only one that really should not have been there yep uh and was really he was taken advantage of throughout south korea and in this game um yeah because once once he realized what was actually in his bag uh mm, man that was just yeah no someone i saw on twitter someone put uh Ali and Squid Game is the like the picture perfect representation of people taking your kindness for weakness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that that the, like I said, the Marble Game episode, all the way through, just even the girl with Song Buk, the pickpocket girl, the other girl, mm, she only yeah. had like probably in the whole show, probably only had like twenty, maybe maybe even less twenty, maybe even less than twenty lines of dialogue, but that ending where she just dropped the marble and then mm-hmm. said like, it was such a pleasure to be, you know, be your friend or whatever. Oh yeah. man. And then that's, yeah, they just did so well. And like you said, so efficiently connecting you to this character that you knew little to nothing about, because she did put, she did end up saying that she didn't have, you know, her dad killed her mom. Yep. And then she killed her dad. Yep. And so that's really the only backstory you have with her. Yep. And yet they did such a good job with the writing. And uh, as her as an actor, really did such an efficient job with such little time to connect you to her character to where whenever she said she was so happy just to have this one moment with with someone she can now call a friend, even though she is about to get killed she was happy to to sacrifice herself so she could move on and maybe provide provide for her family uh, yep. in North Korea um, and her brother in the children's home. Uh, yeah, that I can't say enough good things about their writing and her acting skills to so really the, uh, the writing have, you know have us connect to her. Uh, did you know the the guy that wrote that the guy that made the show that wrote it? He wrote this in two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's been going around. Yeah, yeah, and it was he tried to sell it more than like twenty times, and it was turned down every single time. Yeah. And it was having like really big money issues. Really big money issues. Ended up selling the laptop that he wrote it on for money. Yeah, like six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, something, something like really low. And then now this dude's going to make. So he's just he's making so much money it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean everyone in the show the the girl that plays the pickpocket Sung Byuk her she's a she was she made money beforehand she's a supermodel. Yeah. But did you see that her so the night before the show she had like three point four million Instagram followers. Oh really? After okay. after it premiered she jumped up by nine point seven million Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah, I I found out who she was. Of course, Ho Young Jung. Um, yeah, that she's my favorite. One of my favorite characters in a TV show of all time. 
Yeah, so I looked her up on Instagram as well, and yeah, I saw she had like 15.6, so I was like, geez, but it makes sense. Yeah, uh, that wasn't like that on September 16th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was five times less. But that's still a lot of followers. She still had a good following. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A really good following. But yeah, this just uh, catapulted that. Yeah, she was only making... Completely new heights. She was only making supermodel money, which is still a lot of money. Yeah, but now, good. now she'll she's going to make top notch actor, you know, actress money very soon because she's a character in a, I mean, on a show that's on pace to become the number one most watched Netflix show of all time. Yep, and uh, and that goes for all the other actors too. But fuck, fuck Song Woo did my man Ali dirty. Like he that, did so. He did a lot of people dirty. The part, the only part, like I, I understand why he did it. I do, but I don't. All the other things he did to people that were dirty, nothing hit like when Ollie opened that bag and there was just nothing but rocks. Yeah, that was just. And then you hear like the 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 Colt. You see the Coltness shot of Songwoo walking out, and you hear yeah. Ali screaming Songwoo's name His in the name. background. Oh yeah. man. And then, and then it finally hit. And then he looks at the at his shirt and the the the, the rocks from yep. the area that he got it from. And then just it all hitting him that he was taken advantage of, and someone that he truly thought cared about him. Yeah. Um, you know, he gave him the bus fare. He really, you know, he he split the corn with him, and yep. And you know, it makes me think like. Is that what was that all a plan just to gain his trust just in case he needed to do that? Or, you know, once it just comes down to it, it does, you know, he'll, he'll, he wants his heart maybe was in the good place. I just can't tell. Maybe because I guess he just does such a good job of it. He seems like he cares or yeah. at least wants to do good. But once it comes down to it and you want to fault him, you want to be like, oh, just you know play the game fairly and don't cheat don't take advantage of someone's trust it, it's just a, it's a very thin line it's, you know, it's, because uh, it's it is, yeah exactly you die you don't you lose this game you don't go ah oh, damn okay well good game man you know it's no just you like, die you're you're dead which your, your life is over when he did that i you know every i can understand like you said that was just absolutely that was a, he did ollie dirty but when he the first line he said to that dude in the triangle in the square mask when he walked up to him he said, "You said to play any game to get all ten marbles away from your opponent, but you didn't say yeah. which game." And I yeah. was like, "Man, he's right. Like he, like he's not like it's. I don't want to agree with him, but he's right. It, it he did he did what he, he played the game he had to play to win, which, which means living, which means living, and he apparently is." A, a damn master at manipulation and uh yeah. but yeah no the girls that was heartbreaking ali, obviously ali also the part where the old man wherever you know he started to pretend to lose his memory and then he hit yeah. gihan with the uh you know why would you you know screw over you know your best friend and he basically admitted to that he knew what he knew what gihan was doing the whole time he just mm-hmm. wanted to see if he would be honest about it yeah and i was like man what this episode just sucks, but it's great yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just going back to Ollie, 
you know, I can't say enough about him. I'm sorry, but I just can't say enough about him just because uh, I hate, like, defending him for, for tricking him and taking advantage of his trust just because of how how nice all he was. But also, the for the scene where we're first introduced to him, the fact... Yo, he held up the, Gihan with that pure strength. He, he is strong as hell, dude. Like One hand and didn't even yeah. move? Didn't move to where a motion sensor. This isn't a person trying to detect movement. This First is of all, a machine. Did you know the speaking of that robot? That's like uh, I think the robot, the robot mask. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Um, but mm-hmm. the mask of the little girl robot, the red jumpsuits and triangle and square and circle masks. Uh, those two are like top five Halloween costumes for this year right now. Oh, of course. Which makes sense because I have, I am my friend Kiefer. He has like a Halloween little party every year. Yeah. I, I ordered, uh, the green jumpsuit that they wear like as the contestants, but I specifically mm-hmm. ordered, uh, Hyung Jung's green one, which is the pickpocket girl, Sung Buyuk. I ordered mm. that one. It was only 30 bucks. Why not? I'm not yeah, gonna wear the not? I'm not gonna wear the jacket, you know, out and around all the time. But those green pants, I mean, they're you know they're tapered green joggers. I'm gonna wear that all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, you might as well. I mean, are you gonna wear it next Halloween? No, no. So uh, this is this is the time to do it. So why not? I'm uh, I'm trying to, th- and then you know, like the Marble episode, heartbreaking. But you. You're all the way through episode eight, right? You're on your yep. starting season, episode nine. I will watch episode nine tonight. Can't okay. Wait. What did you think of the ending of episode eight? Uh, heartbreaking as well. Oh, I was that that one that one for me is my the most heartbreaking episode, just because. Yeah. Of course, she is she's my favorite character. Like that was uh, Song Song Wu, fuck that dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's whenever it's just like there's no redeeming quality in him whatsoever. Um, I don't know why, but even even after he yo like for real, fuck that and, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but even after the second, I, I believe it was the second episode where they had the uh, they had to uh, carve out the honeycomb the game. Yeah, the and and he's about to tell. I watched a TikTok on how to make those. I'm thinking about making one to see if I can do it. It's only like it's only like a cup and a half of sugar, a little bit of baking Mm -hmm. powder, and you just like put it in like a little pan and like melt it down and then let it harden. That's all it is. I wonder how good good it is. Yeah, I bet Um, it's really sweet. Like I know for a fact, it's I guarantee it's sugar. Yeah, it's straight sugar. sugar. But yeah, I'm Um, I want to try that to see. You know, they had what ten minutes to do it. Yeah. I want to give myself a challenge. So I think, you know, I think square and circle and triangle, what they have, five shapes, triangle, circle, square, a star, star, and an umbrella. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a challenge. So I think I'm, I'm going to do two of them. I'm going to go star because I think, I think that'd be pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go an easy one like the square or the triangle or something. Yeah. I have all those ingredients at home. I can do that whenever I want, but I am going to try it. I'm going to make a YouTube, well, make a YouTube video of it. Yeah. Yeah. Document it. See how it goes. But yeah, song, whenever he, whenever he realized what the game was and he didn't tell anybody. Yeah. He said, never mind. He said, Hey, he's like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. And he let fucking you know, you, Gihan you go you, get the umbrella. Yeah. But even after that, 
I don't know, maybe I don't know why. Maybe I just wanted to see the good in him and just say like maybe he'll redeem himself. But no, he turned into the real villain of the show, especially after six yep. with Holly. Uh, but then after eight, you really feel what G one is feeling whenever he like looks back at him and he charges he charges him. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're like you're like kill you like do it, man. Like I know you're not that person. And she even you know, he was going to go try to attack him as he was dozing off, which probably was a trap. He probably was just trying to get him to go over there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she, she was, was like, like no. don't do that. You're not that kind of person. Oh, man. Um, That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. God. And, then, and her and whole then, story of, of her little brother in the in the foster mm-hmm. home, and he doesn't yeah. know that his dad was killed and that his mom was sent back. He just thinks that they're, you know, they're gone for a little bit. Uh, and now he has nobody. Now he has nobody. Uh, he has Song Wu's mom, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I and guess. Well, you know, for me, I hope that Ji Won makes it out and he can take care of his of her family. But, um, but yeah. obviously, maybe we'll talk about that at a later date. If, well, oh yeah, you're on. Holds. You're on season. You're on. You're on episode nine. Uh, episode nine. You got a. You got a good episode coming up. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear it. I can't, I can't wait to watch it. But uh, there, yeah, there's just there's so much to talk about. Um, I was so pumped whenever the, in the tug of war episode, just because Ollie was my, I was rooting for him really the most. Uh, you know, it's really close between you know the pickpocket G1 and Ali, uh, but uh, I, he was kind of like one A. Yeah. But whenever, whenever the old man is is telling them the game plan and everything. And they're like, okay, now we need an anchor at the back, and it like co- it goes up to Ali, and I'm just like, let's go, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like he's pretty, like Ali is like the kindest, nicest guy, but he's also he'll beat your ass. Oh, like, like the part, like the epi- the part where um they realize they can just kill everybody in there and just make the money go up, and he gra- yeah. he broke that fucking frame. And started like beating the <laughs> shit out of people with it. Yo, yeah, Ali's yeah, the a biggest thing. Ali's a fucking like, thug. Ali is. Yeah. Ali is a, as they say, Ali's about that life. Yeah. <laughs> Ali is he, about it. And so, and especially because like it was more, I guess he looked more intimidating because he had the chains on yeah. his wrist. He was he had the you know his uh, wrist cuffed up and everything, and you could hear like the chains rattling. Yeah. He look and, and he he just looks fucking ready to go also and that pickpocket I, I girl just, she's about that life too she was getting her ass beat at first and then she started throwing hands with those dudes yeah she's a she's a she's a she's not to be slept on yeah uh oh. yeah that show's great show's great yeah, I, just, I, I give it a 10 out of 10 oh. I, I was not expecting it to be uh as impactful and for me to connect like I did to it, but that that's just a testament. Also, to another guy that's about that life, that police officer. Oh yeah, why? Well, yeah, of course, the detective. He uh, he's damn good. He's yeah. damn good at his job. Very. You got to the part where he was on the. You know, he found out who the the game master was, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. That detective's not dead. There's no way. He only got shot. He looked like he got shot in the shoulder, and he fell into the water. Ain't no way he's yeah. dead. Ain't no way. Yeah. He's too. He's too thug to die like that. Yeah. 
Hey, there's uh, no way. I bet he comes back in season two and literally fucks shit up. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're you're already getting to uh, some spoiler territory, so let's let's stay away from that. I saw that season two is probably going to come later on next year, around this time next year. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Also, also, what a way to keep a promise. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What's her name? What? What's the girl? Oh man, <laughs> I just popped my neck. That hurt. Um, say uh, it again. The. Uh... The the most outspoken girl, the basically Yo, fuck her, dude. She's so annoying. No, she was really annoying, but she kept her promise. I guess. Like I w- I wanted her to die so many times. She was the the, the dude with the tattoo on his like neck and face. face. Uh, yeah. Weird. Uh-huh. Like he's like he was cool, I guess. Like he was annoying. He's just you know, he played like he's the typical bad guy. Like that's, yeah. that's who he he literally is the typical bad guy. Long black hair falling in his face. Uh, disgruntled looking, a weird, stupid tattoo somewhere. Like he's literally, he's the typical bad guy. So like, he of course he was gonna die. But that woman, when they didn't pick her for uh, that duos game for the marble game, yeah. And then you, you were I, hoping she would. I was like, killed. thank God she's gone. And then he came. They came back, and she was like, "Huh? Everyone deserves a chance." I was like, "Fuck! Damn it! Die! <laughs> Just die! Someone kill!" I've never. For someone who literally didn't do anything to me, I've never wanted someone to die more. She's so annoying. She was really annoying, but she uh, she knew how to survive. But speaking of her promise, can we talk about just how uh, unbelievably terrifying the bridge game was? If you had to pick a game to play, which one would you not want to play the least? That one, the bridge. Yeah. Which game would you rather play? Uh... Hmm. Probably red light, green light. Yeah, yeah. Red light, green. I'd, I'd go red light, green light. Or maybe. I, I'm not saying tug of war just because I'm not. I'm not a big person. I. Uh, I'll I'm be the first to admit that. I, I. I would be a weaker link on the tug of war. Now I would try to do their strategy whenever they leaned back. I thought that was really cool. Um, My, how they? Yeah. I'd say mine are probably yet yeah, red light, green light, or or tug of war. I think I'm pretty charismatic enough to get some people on my team, and I'm decently strong enough to win. And I'd much prefer to play that game because that game. Actually, no, red light, green light, because that one solely depends on me myself. If I'm going to die, yeah. I'd rather it be on my turn. My own turn. Yeah. Yep. Like if I die, I want it to be on me, not someone else. Um. But yeah, yeah, fuck that girl though. She's so annoying. Hated her. Now, if I had if I had that lighter, then the honeycomb one. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a huge advantage. That was a huge advantage. That just makes it easy. You don't even have to. You just have to make sure you get on the line. Yep. And just let it burn through it. Yep. Uh, if I had the lighter, then yeah, uh, that one for sure. And with the, I, I guess the square. I think I say the square is probably the easiest one. Yeah. Square, um, I say square triangle, one of those two. Yeah, just something with the corners. Something with not a lot, not a lot of corners and a lot of straight lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it'll break um, off easy. Yeah, the umbrella. Yeah, I mean, if I if I if I had the umbrella, I'd, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, screwed. That's so many points. A lot of curves. Like, 
Yeah, that one that one would be tough. Um, but Squid. Speaking of uh, Squid Game, I told you to watch a show called Alice in Borderland. Mm-hmm. It's so it's very similar, it, but this one, uh, Squid Game takes place in like South Korea. Uh, Alice in Borderland takes place in Tokyo, and it's very similar. You know, people playing games, but it's uh, about people, and they wake up one day, and everyone in Tokyo disappeared. And there's a, they play games, but they're not, they're not all, they're not like Squid Game, where it's like childhood games almost. Like they play tag, they play hide and seek, stuff like that. Um, But, um, or they play like, you know, they have to get out of a maze. It's stuff like that. So very similar in, you know, kid game sense, Mm -hmm. but the outcomes aren't as, uh, the outcomes are, they're, they aren't as muted. Like in Squid Game, if you get if you lose, you just get shot in the head. And it's a pretty quick death. If you yeah. lose an Alice in Borderland, you don't know how you're dying. You could fall oh. off of a bridge, a laser will come down from the sky and beam you in the forehead. You don't mm-hmm. know how you're dying. And they're, all the games are based on uh, after you win a game... Um, this doesn't spoil anything if you're playing if you get to watching it, but every game is based off of a deck of cards, a card out of a deck of cards. So, say for instance, like you were, you know, you had to go play a game, and you get the seven of spades. They go in order of difficulty, so ace being one being the lowest rating of difficulty, and then a king would be the highest degree of difficulty. Uh, spades are all physical activities. Uh, clubs is like mental, uh, hearts. It plays with your heart and emotions and then diamonds. Is this also, is this also a South Korean TV show? It is. Huh? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking it up and, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I kind of feel like this is the, uh, I feel like, uh, because it kind of sounds similar, uh, in the general sense, obviously the specifics aren't, but it almost feels like Squid Game is like BTS. The, like and the, then, the OG? And then, and then Alice in Borderland is like, uh, you know, I don't know, that that one, one of the other K-pop bands. Alice in Borderland isn't as good as Squid Game, but yeah. it's up there. It's up there. Like, it's not, like, if Squid Game's like 1A, Alice in Borderland's like 2A. Like it's close, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, no. All the cards were de- they debate like they decide the degree of difficulty and what the game's gonna be. And mm-hmm. uh, after each car, co- after each game you win, you get a visa, which basically means your life. So you have seven days. If you want a seven of spades game, you have seven days to do whatever you want before you have to play another game. And the goal is to c- play basically fifty-two games. And collect every single card. The only catch is, you don't know what kind of card you're going to get until you step into the game arena. So you could go step into a game arena one night and get like a seven of hearts, right? And you win. And then you step into a game seven days later and it could be another seven of hearts. So you could double up on cards. But the goal is to collect all 52 cards. And then you get to, they think, they haven't, I just finished it, but they think if you collect all 52 cards, you get to go back to the the real world. 
but yeah, no, it's a really, it's a really good show. I recommend it. I finished it last night. There's eight episodes. All of them are about the same length, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. Very good. If I'm not mistaken, did Allison, I think, did Allison Borderland come out before Squid Game? Um, I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing of it, really. I think you told me about it last night, but I, so I, I couldn't tell you. Apparently it came out in 2020. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, so there's a my friend Joe. He, me and him were talking about Squid Game a couple of days ago. Whenever I finished it, and then he told me, it, well, I wasn't finished with Squid Game at the time, but he told me once I finish it to go watch Alice in Borderland. And I was like, what's mm. it about? And he was like, it's sort of similar, but more futuristic. It's more technology based, sort of. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I can if it's like Squid if it's like Squid Game, I can get into that. That that show's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so I started it, and um, I like I like the way Alice in Borderland started more than more than a uh, Squid Game. I think it starts off hot, and mm-hmm. I, I like that it catches you you know catches your attention right off the bat. I like that stuff. Um, and then throughout the first episode, you get little flashbacks and peeks into these people's lives. And that's that mm-hmm. emotional connection you get to the characters. Um, but yeah, both of those shows, South Korean shows, it's the new wave. <laughs> that's the new, that's the new wave of Netflix TV shows. They I just don't doubt it. They just do it better. They do it better. They are, they're more innovative. Think about it. The dude that created Saul. Yeah. He had the idea. He spent $10,000 on a storage room and turned it into a $100 million empire out of a storage room. Yeah, that's true. And what's another South Korean show? Uh, like you, a movie, Parasite, like you said. Parasite was great. Um, You got, obviously, Squid Game. You got Alice in Borderland. Um, they just do it better. They just do it better. I wonder if there's any. Yeah, other. I think it. I think it just shows that uh, even whenever something is so culturally different, uh, that you know, some people and uh, especially Americans might think that that's just inherently bad or inherently just not their thing. But I would just say give it a chance and see how you like it because it's actually really good. There's something. <laughs> there's the, like the. I was telling Joe that I've seen, I've, I've watched a bunch of movies, watched a bunch of TV shows. I've seen my fair share of like beautifully curated and created scenes and, you know, shots, you know, all the way down from the acting to the environment, to the music that scores it number, you know, a top three, a top five of mine was Joker. Whenever, uh, Arthur Fleck killed those dudes on the subway and then he danced in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's that, that whole scene is just beautiful. There's something about that first scene of the panic in red light, green light. There's something with all the bright colors mm-hmm. playing a kid's game while listening, while that woman is doing the cover of uh, fly me to the moon by Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. while that whole while that whole dark devastating thing was going on, 
like the contrast in that it, I don't know what it was. I was like, man, that's, that is a beautiful scene for something that's so dark. That is a beautifully just created scene. Yeah. Just I cinematography did. is really good in that show as well. Very, very good. Um, the one shot that I don't know why it's so brutal and it, it lasted only like two or three seconds. But the one that I was like, maybe cause it was also pretty bright as well. But the first death in the honeycomb game, the guy was on top of the playground or whatever. He broke his shape. And then so he was just like, is that it? You know, he's kind of like, oh, no. And then he, he like looks up and the guy in the red jumpsuit's right there, shoots him, and he falls down the slide. Slides down the slide, yeah. It, and, then he, and then the camera pans up, and the, the slide is just covered in blood. But zoom. I don't know. The, Look, the, the shot was... A little quick pan in zoom of the, the, the little dude in the red holding the gun still. Yeah, yeah. That Very shot uh, right Rick there, Grimes. Just, yeah, sure. Uh, that shot. I don't know why. I, just like, I was like, wow, that's really good. Actually, one of my favorite scenes is in that episode, actually. The dude that breaks his honeycomb at the very end. He was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fighting back. That I don't oh, know yeah. his name. He wasn't a main character. I don't even no, remember his damn person. number. I like him. He's a top five character for me. I like that guy. Not going out like he's not letting. No, he's not going out soft. No, if I'm going out, if I'm going out, I'm taking one of you with me. And he did. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. Uh, it also showed just kind of into the inside workings of their of the people that work there, too, because he had the he had the guy take his mask off. Yeah. And apparently if one of the contestants sees one of the workers faces, you're dead, too. That's another theory of that. Uh, all the people that are contestants, because I, winners, they're all winners that have spent their yeah. earnings and went into debt. They're all winners, and they they spent their earnings, and they went into debt because obviously the game is so. When the the detective gets into the to the records, you know, room, mm-hmm. they've been doing that game for you know years and years or something. Yeah, for years and years and years, and who knows how many? And it looked like they had multiple games, you know, each year. Like you know, more it was like it had like nineteen ninety seven winners, one through like a hundred. So yeah. it looks like they're having these games all the time. Yeah. So who knows how many people have actually won? Yeah, that, that's the theory is that all the people in red are people that have won the game and spent their earnings, and now they're in debt again. So that's how they're making it up. Hmm. Which I um, looked it up, but I think it was like forty-five billion won or forty-six billion. I think it's like thirty-three million dollars or something. Yeah, which is that exchange rate is ridiculous. Yeah. Like whenever, like whenever he was asking, when Gihan was asking that the people for money, he was like, "Yeah, can I borrow ten thousand won?" And I was like, "Before I knew the exchange rate, I was like, I and for some reason, I just always money and currency. Like a a, a pound is basically the equivalent of like ninety seven cents here, yeah, which is basically still a dollar, yeah. So to me, in my head." It's like, you know, okay, it's basically, he's asking, I was like, dude, you're asking people for $10,000? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? But in reality, he's only asking for like a thousand bucks, which is still a lot of money, but yeah. to ask somebody. But yeah, no, the, the exchange rate, all that money up there. I thought it was cool that they put it in a giant glass piggy bank. That was interesting. 
Yeah, really gives them because uh, I'm sure even for you know like 33 million dollars, it's kind of hard to imagine that like physically. And you get to, you have to look at it every cash. day. <laughs> yeah, so to even if someone's like, hey, do this, like 33 million. Don't get me wrong, 33 million dollars is a lot of money. I mean, that's good for life money. Yeah, I still don't know if it, I mean, I guess I mean all those people are just at their last whim you know their last wits and i guess uh because of how desperate they are and just how yeah life has just not gone well for them but uh i don't know if that's like risk my life money i don't know i i'm just not sure that it is see as much as i hate song Wu, i think i relate to him the most i hate it i really do but i understand where he's coming from i i i one i 100 get it I'm here because of my own mistakes. I have the opportunity to change my life and my family's life forever. Would I ever be in that situation to begin with? No, hopefully not. But I get if I was placed there right now for no apparent reason, I would not. I would try my hardest not to take that path of Songwoo, but I know myself. I want to I live. I mean, it's fight or flight. You exactly. Know? It's just like whenever it comes to survival, your instinct is to is always to survive. Your instinct takes over, and it's like you will do anything, cheat, you know, whether it's cheating or, or whatever, you know, just bending the rules of however you have to survive, you're going to do it. Yep. And um, it's easy to sit back and judge, and I am judging because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, he did kill – all of my favorite characters, basically, um, but uh, or at least my my favorite two favorite characters. Um, but uh, if I was put in that situation, it's kind of hard to say that I'd just be like, "All right, here's my last marble. Here, all right, guy in the red, do your thing." You know? Yeah, exactly. And just kind of give up your life. It's just really hard to just be like, "Yeah, you're right. Here you go. All right, yep. I'm dead." Too. The only thing I would have difficulty with if I was put in a situation with him and like Ali. Like, Song Wu doesn't have any kids. He don't have a family. He has his mom. But, like... Who he, who he sold out. Who he sold out. Yeah, exactly. Futures. Like, he, he bet in Futures and uh, and not... See, that's, like, the one thing that really makes him an a-hole is, like, not only... Like, if he just put himself in that situation, fine. Yeah. But he put his mom yep. in that. He, he involved his mom in that. Who who does nothing but brag about him and thinks he's just like the golden boy as everyone else does yep. because he graduated from the most prestigious university. He is supposed to be the most successful person to come from their area. Yep. But he's actually the worst person. Yeah, he's to a scumbag. <laughs> because he he was he was put he put himself in this unbelievable position that basically nobody gets to be in. And he he bet it all and lost it all, and yep. not only lost his own thing, he bet his own mom's own shop. And I guess he was about to commit suicide in that hotel room yeah. or something. Yeah, he, he was, was yeah. about to. He was he was at the his last days, regardless. So, and you know plus what? the FBI, plus the FBI or the South Korean equivalent to the FBI is like after him and everything. So yeah, no, you know what threw me off? I touch on this real quick and then we i'll wrap it up or add an hour the 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 detective so do you remember Mm -hmm. the 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 two guys that died first in red light green light kid with the blonde hair the the yeah the guy with the blonde hair who thought it was just a game and 
messed up and then got shot. Exactly. Yeah. And his friend that tried to race him, that yeah. freaked out. Yeah. Though that dude, the second guy that died, and the detective, they look alike. Like they look very similar. So when the detective, I can't even remember. When the detective was looking for his brother, I thought for a fact that that was that, him. That was him. Like they look so yeah. much alike. I was like, oh man, he's gonna find out his brother was damn dissected on or his eyeballs got cut out and some shit like this is gonna be terrible yeah. but that's not the case but for for the whole thing until the you know until we found out where his brother actually was i thought that's what was going to happen like for sure because they look so much alike i was like man mm-hmm. his, his brother died his brother i kind of thought that i kind of thought the kid in the red jumpsuit that got shot i thought he kind of looked yeah like yeah yeah um but really, really quick, some some other crazy thing was the the, the doctor and the dissecting and the, the livers or I was kidneys very, that they were taking out. I was, this is going to sound really dark, but I was very, like, visually satisfied when they went into the hallways and they were hanging there. I don't know what it was. It was just like, that's a like cool good. shot. And oh, I'm okay. glad you died. <laughs> yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> you scumbags. You out here trying to cheat and shit. And then also the, they're selling body parts. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's in the black market. They're oh, actually, a, yeah. actually, I don't know. Yeah, it is. But there's people there watching the VIPs. Yeah, and that's also one. It's shitty of them to be like see an opportunity in all these dead bodies to like take their organs and sell them. Uh, but also, in that scene, they're like these people tried to discriminate. They tried to give it an advantage to other players, and this and this like they try to sell themselves as we're we're doing a terrible thing but also a good thing because we're like everyone's equal everyone has an equal opportunity to win that's the whole principle of this place like it's like you said there's like a fine line like they are like they are treating people very equally they are (laughs) you can't the thing is they're not (laughs) like they kind of were until they weren't because on the bridge game uh, which the that whole scene was just insane. That bridge game is uh, terrifying. Just to even think it, about, it's just like tempered glass, and you have to jump. Like there's no tiptoeing. I would have like, cheated. It, I would have walked on the little metal bars in between and just like shuffled my way across. That's what I would have done. I would have cheated. See, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been too scared, to, even too scared to do that. Like you know how um, they were on two different, you know, two different paths, and they were both held up by metal steel beams. Yeah, I would have just the two inside beams. I would have like you know just split my legs and walked on those two. And if at I die, point, if, if I get shot for doing that, then at least I, you know, tried. At least I tried a different way than taking a chance. At least if I, I would almost rather be shot. If I make it across that way. If I do that, I have a 100% chance of getting across. Yeah, I would almost rather be shot because you're not you're not passing out from that fall. You're you're going to you're going to see that ground get closer to you. Yeah, and there's a there's a slight chance that you might survive. And then they're just going to put you in a then then you're just going to have to sit there and suffer until they put you in a box and throw you in a fire. Right. Exactly. So I would rather like can you like. Can you shoot like someone who has really good aim to shoot me on the way down? Because uh, that's uh, that's terrifying. But also, it's not fair because uh, the guy who worked in the glass factory for thirty years, yeah, he he was like telling the difference, and then they're like, "Oh, this is cut the fun. lights. Let's let's turn the lights. Cut let's... the lights." Yeah. So maybe you could say 
there's that still kind of making it equal. Yeah. I guess just because no one else could tell. So why do you get to tell what glass? So I guess you could kind of make the case that they were evening the odds for everyone. Um, but still, and also, of course, it's Americans that are uh, the head of this thing. And, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. And, and, like taking advantage of uh, people uh, in worse situations than them and just for entertainment. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and thank, thank God the uh, detective, uh, I guess, beat the shit out of the, the weird old guy. Yeah, he was a weird old guy. He was. He really was. Yeah, I would have just touch. Yeah, but that tile game. Imagine you're the one person that like is like number one, and you just well, that's what he was. Your luck like, is so like, crazy, and you just run across yeah. and you make it all the way across. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. What if you're that guy, and then people are like, "What? Uh, which way did you run?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck y'all. I don't know." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like that one guy. He got like halfway through, and he was like doing the math in his head. And he oh, and like, he started jumping. Okay, this, yeah, he's like, he's like this. There's like this many tiles. Okay, so the odds are I have like a one in thirty-two thousand chance to yep. get this completely right. And he's like, shit. Yep. <laughs> and then he fell, and uh, he made it through like five of them though before he fell. Yeah. 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 Like I thought for a second he was on a roll there for a second. I knew he was gonna die, but I thought they were gonna like fucking tease us and make him like fall on the very last one. Like he was just gonna run right. like Ninja Turtle that shit and just <laughs> very last one he just miscalculates and just falls through. That would suck. Oh, yeah. God, I'd be the fury and the anger I would have falling to my death in the two <laughs> seconds of life I have left for me to run across and make it all the way there and fall on the last one. Oh, fuck that. You got to feel bad for the guy who is like, hey, like, you know, G1's like, I think I'm going to take number one. And the guy's like, I've never had control of my life. I always hide behind everybody else. Yeah. I just want to, if I'm going to live, if, or if this is going to be it, I want it to be on my own terms. Hey, I get Can it, I though. Please have number one. Yeah, I, get, I it. get it. I respect it. And if I were G1, I'd be like, you know what? I respect that. You know, go ahead. And uh, but luckily, way, that's what he did. Yeah, either way, they told them after like some people went to the or to the middle and got all the middle numbers, uh, they told them like this will be the order that you compete in. And so you immediately know like I do not want to go in blind and be the first person to do it. Like I want to at least see some other people play this game so I might have a better chance to do it. Now in this case, you're basically screwed until you get to the very back, which is what happened. Yep. Um, which sucks though, because like they said, like the people, the VIPs, they said you don't want to go first because you're going into it, to it blind and you don't know what it is. But at the same time, you don't necessarily want to be last because you don't know the game and it could be a timed thing. And now you're depending on all 15 other people in front of you to complete it before you can even, you know, you can complete it. Right. So, but it's I, a toss of a care. coin. I'd still go last. Like I'd st- if it, if it's between first and last, I'm going last. I I'm think, not going in blind. I think in that case, I think I would want to go. I not not specifically for that game, but I don't know. Just I would. I don't know. I would. If I had my preference, I would want to go like middle end. But at a first or last, I think I'm choosing the dude that the dude that said he wants to take control of it. If he dies, it's on his terms. Just because if I go last and it is a timed event, I don't want anyone in front of me fucking wasting time. And now I got to either rush 
or I'm just going to die because you couldn't get your shit together. Like, fuck you, dude. I, Which is almost what happened when the thugs like, you know, this is it. Like, I'm also, not taking another step. Th- I was going to end it after you talked about that, but why the fuck did the glass blow up? Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, that that was so stupid. I guess it was to be... Dramatic for the VIPs? More, yeah, yeah, be more of a show for the VIPs, which ended up, you know... Doing in pickpocket, which was awful. Oh, God, that that looked painful. Like that was a big ass piece of glass, dude. Um, man, I'm trying to think. There's like no it. reason. So that's sad. Like that. That's the thing, too. It sucks. It's like it was a pointless, like no reason thing. They didn't have to do that. Um, but they could have, like, if someone was left on the, you know, thing, they could have like shot him off or something. I yeah, exactly. Know, like, I don't know, but that's it. Hey, we can end it with I'm I'm really excited to watch the season finale. If you haven't, if you if you've listened this far and you haven't seen it, uh, sorry, but uh, it, watch it anyway. It. It's you're, you're it's still, still going go to enjoy it. It. It, it is the way we're explaining it does it no justice. Yep, it I is, agree. It needs to be watched. It is a uh, one of the. It, it'll be probably considered the best TV show of the year. It'll oh, win one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Up there with, up there with Ted Lasso, <laughs> completely different. But I will give a quick shout out to Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is fantastic. But go watch Squid Game. It's a great show. Uh, I, as long as you're not too squeamish on really brutal and violent, uh, you know, shows like that, uh, it it does have kind of that violent uh, outside shell i guess but it does have a warm uh, you know kind of intimate core to it that you'll connect with all of the characters that do such a good job with their backstory and making you care about them so yep uh really it's not it's not really about the violence it's about uh everything that uh, just it's all about the context within it so uh, yeah. really really enjoy it really recommend it go see it um yeah uh right before i tell you know you speaking on that i'll say this and then i'll do the 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 outro um alice in borderland they have an episode that's very similar to the to the marble game but it's more emotional than the marble game episode because i don't know how that's possible because i say this because it's more relatable to you it's more relatable to people like us you know it's more realistic you know more realistic in the sense because marble game you have you know ollie family son he you know he dies you got the girl you know she tells her backstory about how her dad killed her mom she killed her dad she has no one to go back to um you know all these people are basically the the key the key thing is they're fighting for family and making their families better in alice in borderland these kids don't have they don't have those problems their their sole thing is friendship and people they've known you know their friends that they've had lifelong you know they've known each other since you know two or three years old mm-hmm. so in that sense i think it's more relatable which made it more not more i don't want to say more emotional they're equivalent because of how they told it and all the flashbacks they did in the in this episode but with that being said colton watch alice in borderland also everyone listening to this watch squid game first oh actually yeah, watch Squid Game first, then watch Alice in Borderland. They're both fantastic. Um, but with that being said, uh, go to patreon.com slash NYNP. 
Um, and follow the podcast on Instagram and not your normal podcast. Anything left to say, Colton? Uh, no. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, letting me get everything I basically everything I think about Squid Game out there. It's a great show. Go watch it. And uh, yeah, until next time. All right. And I just have two things to say. Um, the guy that plays Sung Woo, you're an amazing actor, but your character, fuck Sung Woo. And two, uh, Hyung Jung, you're my favorite actress of all time.